going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Well, as you can probably tell, we're not in the comfy confines of Chorus Center on 17th Avenue today, as it is a great day to be outside. Or so we thought a few weeks ago when we thought, you know what, let's head out to Bridgeland and be in the community. And suddenly, Mother Nature decided to say, hey, old man winter, come on over, it's fine. It's actually not that awful. I'm acclimatized to it, born and raised Alberton. I know that anything and everything is possible when it comes to old man winter. The reason why we're here is, believe it or not, it was 20 years ago, October 4th, that a major part of this community was blown up. The old Calgary General Hospital was imploded and changed this neighborhood forever. It's hard to believe because when you think about it, someone who's in grade 12 right now would have had no idea had somebody told them that there was a hospital on this site. But this community is known for so much more than just the hospital implosion. And to learn a little bit more about that, we're going to bring her in right away. Longtime Bridgeland resident, community expert as well, I would say, in just the short conversation that we managed to have here. Uh, Deb Lee joins us. Je- uh, Deb, thanks so much for coming in. Great to be here. So let's go even beyond the hospital, because what I found amazing about it is that it was built sort of in phases, wasn't it? it was, it's not like all of a sudden there's this giant building sprawled across Bridgeland in the 40s. This, is, this thing was built in phases, wasn't it? Yeah, it started in 1910. It was the number three general hospital, the first one on this uh, north side of the of the river. And uh, it came in at a, a 160 beds, which was a huge uh, increase over the what had been on the south side. Mm-hmm. And it was thought that this would um, serve the needs of, of Calgary for a long time. But there was a lot of crises that happened not long after it was, it was built in 1910. There was a typhoid epidemic. There was... Um, also the Spanish flu, there was the uh, return of uh, injured veterans mm-hmm. that really taxed the hospital. And um, uh, th- there was building that happened over the next decades. It was, it was steady incremental growth, certainly as Calgary grew as well. It's amazing to me is you're showing us some of the pictures earlier and it's too bad we can't share them. Maybe we'll have to scan them and put them on Facebook and, and Twitter a little later on. But just the the landmass that building had at its peak even in the 60s and 70s and sort of the surrounding area like they were still planning in the 70s around developing around that hospital weren't they i mean they they tore out buildings to put in parking and and they did a bunch of stuff around this uh, right through until the bitter end there were always big plans for additions to the hospital um when the uh land was originally granted by the federal government to to the city to build a hospital, it extended uh, much further south, right to the river. Mm-hmm. And so there was always the consideration of of expansion down down to the river. Um, you know, things come, things go, decisions are made, and and so on. I think in the um, in the early '80s, it was decided to not to build more here and to instead start building um, other hospitals. And so the Peter Lougheed mm-hmm. Hospital came to be built at that time. It's amazing when you look back on it, and, and Calgary was such a sleepy community, and this is one of the focuses we've had over the last couple of weeks here on Calgary today is the city has changed so dramatically in such a short amount, short amount of time, pardon me. Uh, 1976, there's 450,000 people here, and today we're at, what, 1.3 million, mm-hmm. and 
at the time, that was why the the implosion of the General Hospital was sort of really controversial at the time because of the sheer need, wasn't it? it there didn't seem to be a full recognition of the expected continuing growth, and, and the focus was instead on the perception that there was too much money being spent in health care mm-hmm. and there were too many hospital beds. And so it wasn't only the General Hospital that was closed, it was the uh, the Holy Cross, the Grace, um, were also closed at the time. So it was mm-hmm. uh, quite a political uh, maneuver at the time and very controversial, you're right. Deb Lee is our guest here on Calgary Today, talking about sort of the history around Bridgeland and Obviously, with 20 years since the implosion of the Calgary General Hospital kind of front and center, there's a lot more to the community than just that. And you're showing us another picture earlier about the old community center and the pool in particular. And you were saying something about a Facebook post in the comments and and maybe explain sort of some of the history behind that pool. Um, Yeah, I'll just mention that we have a a Facebook page called Historical Bridgeline Riverside. And so... um, We had a picture uh, taken in the swimming pool of people enjoying the pool. And in the background was this massive extent of General Hospital. And so we just posted it and asked people for their memories about it. And, of course, people waxed eloquently about the lazy summer days spent at the pool. And then uh, a couple of of the women mentioned how in order to get to the pool, which was um, located south of the hospital, they, they actually cut through the hospital building. And I'm not sure exactly where they went in and where they came out, but they obviously knew how to how to get through the building in order to to make it a shorter a shorter route. Mm-hmm. Because to actually go around, they would have probably probably would have taken them three times as long. So they they figured out how to get there. <laughs> Can you imagine being a patient at the old general and you're sitting there minding your own business, and all of a sudden you got a few kids that are running through just so they can get to the pool because they want to take the quick way. I mean, we, we cut corners wherever we can, right? Uh, it's interesting as well, some of the, just the, the makeup of this community, in a sense, when you look at some of those pictures from, from the 70s and the 60s, even a lot of the, the townhomes and condos that are in front of us now on, on Center Avenue, they, were, they haven't been here that long in the grand scheme of things. Talk a little bit about sort of what was surrounding the hospital during its heyday. Um, during its heyday, I mean, the, the hospital grew and grew and grew with buildings, the Centennial Building, um, the, the South Side Building. There was all kinds of new buildings um, put in place to, to serve the needs. Um, and surrounding the hospital were, were you know, our grid-type streets of, of little homes of blue-collar workers. It was a, a community of immigrants, so we had small lots, small homes. Um, many of the, the people who lived in these homes were, uh, worked at the hospital, in the, in the housekeeping department, maintenance department, laundry, and so on. Mm-hmm. So it was a real boost to the, um, to the fortunes of the family to, have, to be able to have, you know, the women as well as the men um, working. Mm-hmm. So, so it certainly helped people's prosperity. It's interesting too. You were talking about as the when the hospital was imploded, there was sort of talk about what to do next, in a sense. And and I want to get into that discussion because you you made an interesting point earlier about how how do you memorialize a hospital? Talk a little bit about sort of the process in because you you moved here shortly before that. It's been yeah. what twenty one years now. Um, Talk about that process sort of afterwards and, and what's happened with this community in the aftermath of that implosion. 
Um, well, the city took on the uh, development of the, uh, it was called the um, Bow Valley um, Redevelopment Project, and um, the project ended up being called the Bridges, and there were three phases um, um, established to to build condominiums and, and uh, higher density housing. Mm-hmm. And around 2005, the um, the first phase was put in place, and that's all the condos that are um, located between First Avenue and uh, and Center Avenue. And then there were two other phases intended. Now, what had happened um, also was that in the course of imploding the hospital was that the community lost um, many of its um, amenities, such as its outdoor pool, very sadly was lost, uh, its community center, um, its outdoor rink, and several baseball diamonds. So, so there was a new community center built, which is right uh, behind us here. Right. Um, and then these next two phases uh, were to be built, but we ran into um, the um, 2008 and the down, down spiraling of the economy, and so everything ground to a halt. Um, so we've been left with numerous large vacant lots um, um, surrounding um, a wonderful big soccer field. Um, we have um, what was also built was uh, a memorial wall. And I think after the... Um, hospital came down there was there were questions what should we do to memorialize the uh, the hospital and if you can imagine that how the people people fought the the hospital coming down Mm -hmm. and so to say um what do you want to do to memorialize this the 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 answer was um or the conclusion i guess you would say was something of a modest nature so the wall was built and it says calgary general hospital 1910 to 1998 which is nice but it doesn't really tell the story right and that's been the concern now is, is that we're now 20 years out. Uh, we're now 110 years out, or almost 110 years out from the actual building of the hospital. The story of the hospital needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Its presence in the ho- in the community, um, its impact. Um, uh, something else that that um, wasn't was part of the evolution of of the hospital being here and having quite a bit of vacant land around was that there were a number of social agencies that came to be built. The, the first one was the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, right. which was located over sort of in the far corner. There were residences there uh, that were there from the 40s onward. Um, in, the, in the late 50s, uh, there was the first um, seniors um, housing. Um, Bow Valley Lodge was built. Um, shortly after that, um, uh, the Crossbow and George Boyack nursing homes were built. So there, there was this build-up of, of As you get home. ancillary kind of... Um, um, facilities mm-hmm. related to the hospital. We now have the Rehab Society. Uh, there's um, the Margaret Chisholm uh, Resettlement Center for refugees. Right. There's a children's cottage. So we have, and and even more seniors housing. Um, Silvera for Seniors has probably six to eight hundred people living here. Uh, Bishop O'Byrne Housing Society has probably two to three hundred people living here. So a huge buildup of of social health kind of agencies in, in the vicinity. It's interesting that way is that the, the community, despite losing its hospital, really has come back in a, in a different style. But as you said, it, it's, it's come back with sort of a vengeance in a different kind. And, and it's re, there's been a reinvigoration, I guess, of the community in a sense, hasn't there? Um, the community has really risen from the ashes. And I would have to say ashes because... If you were here in the late 90s and the early 2000s, it was the most depressing, awful place mm-hmm. because it was just a big hole in the ground and people were totally defeated. Yeah. 
um, businesses um, left. It, it was really a disaster for the community. Mm -hmm. But with the building of the new condos, um, and I think what also started to happen was that um, there were was redevelopment of some of the, the of the homes. Um, the some of the homes were the old homes were taken down, new homes were built, and, and we started to see um, new new families coming in. Mm -hmm. When I first was here, uh, it, it was almost you never heard children. And about ten years ago, I remember it actually. I remember the day um, the windows were open, and I heard children laughing on the street. And like it was just like a, an earth-shattering kind of thing. There's children here. <laughs> that happened right on cue, didn't it? Like, did we? Did you? Did somebody set that up? <laughs> yeah, the kids go running by. Totally. So, so that's been the resurgence. I, I think has been the the energy that young families bring. Mm -hmm. We've got local kids going to our local Langevin school. We've got kids walking to and from school. We've got a, a growing soccer program, and I think when people have children they take a, a different interest in the community than when you're just a single a single person or a couple or whatever mm -hmm. and so that's been a, a really um our, our community has got so much vitality now at the same time i say that there's a, a lot of people have moved into the condos uh retirees young professionals and there is a growing people like people feel the vibe they mm -hmm. want to be part of it we had an initiative out here uh, related to our traffic um, traffic calming initiative where we were painting polka dots right. on the road. Wow, what a lot of interest. We've got mm -hmm. a farmer's market where people are coming out. Um, we do Bridgeland walks. We've got over a dozen people coming out every, every, every Wednesday. Last night it was freezing cold. There were 11 people out mm -hmm. walking around the community and learning about. We did a walk about uh, the Italians in the past. Oh, very cool. You know. The past is how the future is paved. And that's how I think today's broadcast is going to be framed, I think. When we talk about 20 years since the Calgary General Hospital was imploded. As we said off the top, it's amazing to think that there's a generation of people in our city, young people, who had no idea that this hospital existed. Yet it was a behemoth on the northeast side of the downtown. Deb Lee, longtime Bridgeland resident, joining us on the program today. Deb, you have you moved to the community about a year before the implosion, correct? The hospital was closed, um, had just closed, and yeah, it was about a year before. You took a, an interest in the history aspect. I'm wondering why. Um, well, I um, was liberated from full-time work, and that freed me up to... Um, pay a whole lot more attention to um, the here and now and, and my surroundings. I grew up in a little town in Manitoba that was very much the same era as here. And the, the more I the more I walked around my community, the more I, I realized, hey, there's, there's lots that I don't know about this community. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to um, go on a little walking tour with a long-term resident. His name was Marshall Libetz and um, heard him talking about who had lived here, and that really sparked my interest. Another resident, Sharon McKendrick, was, was very interested in and had delved into the history. So it's kind of like one little spark, another little spark, and before you know it, there was three of us that started uh, Bridgeland Riverside Heritage Committee, um, and we started um, looking into the documents. And so, so you look at, you know, what's in the archives? Um, you go down to the Glenbow, you, you um, start 
ta- looking at who's in your who's who are the old timers in your community, and can right. you get talking to them? Mm-hmm. So I mean. And, and that, I think, leads to a lot. I mean, that opens more doors and, and causes more questions as well. Right. Um, I um, went to a secondhand book sale, and I found um, uh, this book called um, Hospital Portrait of the Calgary General Hospital. Uh, I think it was the 75th anniversary or something like right. that. And it went into the, the history, and, and I saw a picture um, looking south from the hospital in the 50s, um, to a, a vast open plain and a, a, a tiny road along the river. And I just like, oh my gosh, I mean, this is what it was. So it, it kind of, it, it stirs your interest. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there's 202 communities in this city, and a lot of them have immaculate and crazy pasts. And I'm sure this is one, this is definitely one of them. What would you say to those who are thinking about doing something like that in their own community? Like, what would be the first step in getting things started the way that you got it started? Um, I think looking around to see who, who's been here a long time and, and what they remember and, and, or if they know somebody. And, and the thing is you can't wait too long ab- about this because, um, because the old-timers are getting on mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily going to be here next year. So, so you can't waste, waste time. Looking for any um, any books that might have been written, we've got a great book in our community, um, Our People, written by um, a woman who delved into the history of the Germans from Russia, who were major settlers here. Mm-hmm. So, so starting to network, I guess, right. find the connections, find the people. I think the Calgary Heritage Initiative is a great organization that that tries to support um, groups doing doing research. Um, there's also um, the Chinook Country um, Historical Society. Okay. They have uh, monthly meetings, and you can start rubbing shoulders with people who are also into the history. Mm-hmm. Every year, um, this group does a, a historic Calgary Week uh, tours. It's about uh, over 10 days of, of walking tours. Right. And so you'll get to meet the people who, who know what's going on in the areas. They've got walks everywhere from Okotoks to... Um, uh, the south part of the city, like every part of the city, has has walks going on. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's connect with the people who are interested. Fantastic, Deb Lee, longtime Bridgeland resident, giving us a little bit of background on not just the Calgary General Hospital, but the community as a whole. Thank you so much for your time and some insight into what uh, what this community is all about. I loved hearing the stories of the past. Uh, you are listening to 770 CHQR's Calgary today.